you're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. We thank God for the Freedom Fellowship and we thank God for the theme that they've chosen for us and it's true worshippers. We're going to move on and see a few things that we're going to pick from there and then we will pray. Praise God. So come with me to John chapter 4. Uh, because of time, we're going to be reading 21 to 24. And I'd like us to read together. John four twenty-one to 24. Let's read together. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. 23. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Praise God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. We see something in this you know short passage we are looking at that it's interesting interesting in the sense that we are told in verse 23 that the father is seeking now the father we're told is god is our god is the maker of all things our god is omnipotent isn't he our god is omnipresent isn't he our god is omniscient now why and how could omnipotent seek something? Omnipotence means power to accomplish anything. Praise the Lord. Omnipresent means everywhere. Omniscience means knowing all things. With all that attribute, how come the Father will still seek? He begins to tell you the scarcity of what is being sought. God is not seeking power. Praise the Lord. God is not seeking a faster means of transportation. God is not even seeking knowledge. But here we are told, it says, for the Father is seeking, seeking. To seek means to search. It means this thing I'm looking for is not common. It's not easily available. And it follows with uh, what our, our brother, I think it was just that shared, I get connected. The Bible, when the Bible says the devil like a roaring lion is walking about or running about, the, uh, seeking whom he may devour. And we know that the devil is not seeking to devour those who are in his, in his captivity already. So it means also that the saints, the righteous ones, are also few. So even the devil is seeking them. Are you getting the point now? He's seeking whom he's not just getting on the streets and you know making out a whole lot of noise. He's seeking because they're not common. A few months ago, we learned here that God said, Tell the church that this multitude that you see claiming Christianity, they won't make heaven. No. But it's not an announcement, it's in the scripture. Praise the Lord. He said, Narrow is the way and straight is the gate that leads to life. He said there'll be few that find it. Forget what people are being told. You just keep enjoying life and you slide into heaven. You can't even enjoy life and slide tread into needle. 
How many have tried putting thread into needle? You're just laughing like this and you bring needle and thread, it enters. Praise the Lord. Or your house key, you just bring, you're just, you know, dancing and jumping around, your house key enters. Does it happen like that? Even things come on like that don't happen. <laughs> Praise God. No, now, it's, it's, not, it's not like that. Anyway, so we are told here, the Father is seeking. The Spirit of God said, do you know what it means for omnipotence to seek? Do you know what it means for omniscience to seek? Do you know what it means for omnipresence to seek? The Father is seeking. And interestingly, I tried to, you know, check the scriptures. There may be more, but I just found two, two other places. Where God is seeking. And look at what he's saying. Second Chronicles um, 16 verse 9. Talking to King Asa of Judah. Where the Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. To do what? To show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. So what we, do we see heaven doing here? We see God, the eyes of the Lord. He now, look at the picture. What is he doing? He's running. To and fro, he's running, looking for whose heart is loyal. Another thing he says that is what? They are not common. They are not common. What it means, the breakdown says, and mass is this. What it means is it's not everybody that says, God will bless you, that God is listening to. It's not like that, no. He says, the eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro upon the whole earth. He's searching for the one whose heart is loyal. Thank God he found them in Joseph. He found them in Daniel. He found in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Praise the Lord. I pray that he'll be found in you as well. In the name of Jesus. Because the same spirit that was at work in them, we even have a greater dimension upon us. Praise Jesus. But the point here is this. Let us not imagine that this is common. For the father to be seeking it, it cannot be common. The other place where it is shown is in a parable in Luke 13, verse 6 and 7. It's a parable. We can use that, but, you know, with a bit of caution. But we know what he's talking about. Luke 13, says, he also spoke this parable and said, A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came doing what? Seeking fruit on it and found none. Seven, let's read seven. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree. And find none. Okay, cut it down. Why does he use up the ground? So we see here also, we see the master in this prayer word, seeking fruit. Anywhere you see seek, it means scarcity. And if you're a businessman, scarcity should excite you. Praise the Lord. It should excite you. The rice farmers in Nigeria now are excited. Why? Because the borders have been shut. So rice that they were begging to people to buy for 8,000 naira back. They are selling for 22,000. Because scarcity excites whoever can supply. It's not bad news. Praise the Lord. So we are told in that John, Jesus speaking to the woman. He says the father, the father is seeking. So my prayer for you and I tonight is that we will be what the father is seeking for. In the name of Jesus. That will be exactly what he's seeking for. The next thing we pick from there, very important, is that verse 23 now, back to John 4, says the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers, which is the thing, true worshippers, 
take the word true. It didn't say when the worshippers. When you see the word true, it implies that there is what? There is a false. And that's where we come to part of the things that were, you know, adequately dealt with on Sunday. Kneeling down. Many people are kneeling down, but few are worshipping. Many people are shouting, but few are worshipping. Many people are covering hair and not putting on makeup, but few are worshipping. But the Father is not looking for anyhow worship. No, he's not. Even though he's seeking, he's not desperate. He has condition. He says, I want what? True worshippers. He didn't stop there. He says, these true worshippers will worship how? In spirit and truth. But let's even look at true first. What does the word true mean? True means real. Okay? In fact, the word true, there are three different ways you can look at it. And we'll look at it quickly as we go on. True can imply something that is real, authentic, genuine, valid, or sincere. Okay? So, the father here, first qualification is that these worshippers must be real, authentic worshippers, genuine worshippers, valid worshippers, sincere worshippers. And you know what? I think a lot of people, you know, can meet this category. A lot of people are here, you know, amongst the group that are worshippers. But there's another group also where it says correct, where true implies correct, accurate, and proper. They sound similar, but they're a bit different. I'll help you to see what I'm, I'm trying to say now. How many of us have had people address us a letter and, you know, wrote our name wrongly? More than once. They know you. Okay? But every time they write your name, they write it wrongly. What is the implication of that? They don't know you enough. So if it was worship, it would be incorrect worship. And that's what our Lord Jesus addressed when he said, you people worship whom you know not. So you can worship with sincerity, but worship to the wrong address. And that's what our Lord Jesus addressed when he said, if you bring your gift to the altar, praise the Lord, you bring your gift to the altar, and you remember that your brother has what? Oath against you. He said you should keep your gift, and then go back and settle with your brother. That's a tough one, though. And then after you do what? But what generation do we have now? We have a generation that will beat somebody, step on somebody so that they can get to the altar. And imagine that they are getting to the altar and receiving a blessing from the man of God has covered all the offenses. They are worshipping, but they are using the wrong address. God is not looking for results. I said to someone to say to so, he said, is it, you know, burnt offerings and sacrifices that I'm looking for? He said, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for obedience. I'm almighty. I can do anything I want. So some people see God and want to worship him with results. So God gives you an assignment as a spiritual person. And under pressure to produce results, you bend, you know, you bend the ways and bend the things. And then you produce results. And people around you are hailing you. But God is disappointed. Because you have written the wrong name. You have channeled your worship to another God. That's why you hear stories of, you know, pastors going to take power from native doctors and all kinds of things. A lot of those people were genuinely called by God into the ministry. But maybe God called them into a ministry of 25 people. And somebody that they went to the same seminary 
God called into a ministry of 25,000. And the person knows that whatever this brother can do, I can do better. So when they are seeing their 25, after sweat, 25 sweat, 25 sweat, they say, no, it can't be. But what has happened is that for them to do what they do, they have forgotten who it is they worship. He said, you worship who you know not. So there is a true worship of correct address. Correct address. Praise the Lord. Then there is the third one that truth talks about. This truth has a bit of time factor to it. Is the true where, I think it's the vehicle that I've used oftentimes, or let's even use an airplane. Somebody tells you, I want to fly you, you know, I have a private jet, come, let's go for a ride. But this is my jet, at intervals, the engines fail. But it's very beautiful, let's go. See the way you're laughing. It starts, so, eh? It does everything, but sometimes, you understand? Sometimes, you know? Now, that is where many of us park. It is where our true Eh? fails in constancy. Are you getting me? That's where our truth fails in constancy. That means God cannot depend on us to worship in all seasons. So when the Father is looking for true worshipers, he's not looking for sentimental worshipers. Everything has to be good. The last phone call has to be good. Every phone call today has to be good. Everybody that saw me on the road has to be good. Every colleague in the office had to be good. The boss had to be good. If all those people are not good to me, I cannot worship. When you present that, you simply say, I'm not a true worshiper. Because for you to be a true worshiper, you must be instant in season and what? Out of season. You must be reliable. Listen, God did not send Job a letter and prepare him. I have a discussion with Satan. And you're going to be tested severely. Prepare. God just said, Job, Job is my man. And Satan said, Job is your man. Is it not because you have protected him and blessed him? He said, go and check. There was nothing sent to Job to prepare him. Why? Because Job was a true worshiper. So God could depend on Job to worship in every season. This is an area we have to grow up in. Because the things that are written are written for examples. Who knows at every time that you're feeling depressed, whether it's the time that God has finished boasting about you. True worship in this sense implies loyalty. Praise the Lord. It implies constancy. It implies devotion. And for me, this is one area I used to check spiritual maturity. Are you constant? Nobody wants to, even the chair you're sitting, this chair is the most beautiful chair, but... You are guaranteed that sometimes when you want to sit on it, it will not want you to sit. It will give way. Will you ever sit on the chair again? You can't allow yourself to be that kind of Christian. When you do that, you, you, you miss even the first group. True worshippers. True worshippers means God can say, Sister, so I know her. Brother, so I know. This is where he will be now. This, they say it's raining heavily in Abuja. He says, Sister So will be here. That's true worship. Where you are dedicated, where you're constant, where you're loyal. They can bank on your worship. So those three groups represent true worship. Now, if we take those three groups and look at the other sides of it, we're going to see three other sides, three opposite sides of true worship. And I'm sure most of us, we, we, we don't even, we can't be there. Such people are not here. Amen. The first we see now is a fake. 
the fake, you know, represents the opposite of the real or the genuine. You see, the fake worshiper does everything with an intention to deceive. Are you with me? Have you seen people like that? People who fall under the anointing, who shout and do all of that. And all their plan is to catch the attention of some brothers so that they can borrow money from them and run away from church. You think it's the spirit that is making them fall? It's Hollywood. Praise the Lord. People that they attend a prayer meeting and their voices ring louder than every other. Not that their zeal for the Lord is Allah. They just want to create, you know, a picture, an image, so that after they can ride on it. I think it was at Careless that um, the pastor that was sharing told us about a brother in their church who, I think they take testimonies every Sunday in their church. He said every Sunday, that brother has testimony. Powerful testimonies every Sunday. Testimony time, the brother will come. Powerful testimony. Everybody will be clapping. Jesus has done it for him. Until one day they realize almost everybody in the church, the guy has done them for one night. Because if a brother is telling you that, ah, hey, do you know this thing happened? And then I called on the, and Jesus answered, praise the Lord. After, if he comes to you and says, please, uh, can you give me two million? I have one supply that. Do you want to resist what Jesus is doing in brother Mark's life? Do you understand? He said one day they realized that almost everybody in the church, the brother, the testimony brother has done them for one night. These ones, they are fake worshippers. They know what they are doing. Everything about them is intended to deceive. Praise the Lord. So these people, you know, they imitate, they simulate, they sing the songs. If you're not discerning, they can carry. And I think amongst this group, you can find a lot of preachers intended to deceive they will speak words to you you know sweet words boastful words words that as you're hearing like this your head will be growing bigger bigger until this auditorium is not enough to take your head but the man that is saying it is waiting at the end you know it's amazing how these people work you know they'll start telling you ah god created you to be a billionaire do you know who abraham was do you know who and then when they finish they now have to say seed to me didn't God create you as Abraham also? Why is it my seed that you need? When God is going to... Why can't God also... Words that are intended to manipulate. So by the time they finish, he say, you are God. When you step out, the door will open. But before you step out now, for that door to open, my own door, you, you, bring, you open my own door now. <laughs> Fake. Do you understand? Simulations. They take messages, they take scripture, and they cram, they can bring you from Genesis to Revelation. They just arrange it in a way that when you hear it like this, you're just jumping. Say, this is life. They're speaking life to me. They're speaking 419 to you. Okay? So there's that group quickly. Then there's the group that is not fake. There's this false. This is the one we addressed you know here this is misunderstanding they don't know god so what they're doing they think is god but they don't know the way god operates so you find in this group false worshipers you know who have a complete misconception of what god wants okay we've dealt with this where you don't know what he values he said to the pharisees he, he said please i'm more concerned with the weightier matters of the law of mercy of love 
of joy, you know, of forgiveness, of compassion, not tithing. Praise the Lord. That was what he was saying. He's saying, if you knew this God you're dealing with, you know where his heart is. So there are those who there's is just mistaken, you know, mis- misapplied worship. Then the other part is the one we also dealt with lastly, the unfaithful one, those who are untrue to commitment. These are the awugosa. Praise the Lord. Awugosa. Someone said that for the number of Christians that, you know, well, let me not say Christian. The number of people that attend um, crossover services in Nigeria, if all those people kept one-tenth or obeyed God, 10%, Nigeria would have changed. But you see, the things they promised God, I will change, I will do this, I will do that, it ends as they leave. So this group of people are unfaithful worshippers. They say the words, but they don't do it. They make the commitments, but it means nothing to them. To these people, when you tell them, but as so-so you're supposed to, they say, leave that, Joe. The Bible says God is not looking for such. He's looking for dependable worshippers. Under this group, you, found, you find those that we may call adulterers. You can see them very comfortable in church. And you can also see them very comfortable in the world. And when a brother confronts them in such an environment, he says, your own is too much. Your own is too much, huh? This is flesh. This is flesh. Okay? Now, when we see these things, what is it going to do for us? It helps us to stand strong. Praise the Lord. It helps us to pull back and say, no, I don't want to be in that group. Because the Father looks at them. Another thing I forgot to tell you about seeking is this. Another thing about seeking that is very important is, for me to seek, it implies also another thing. It implies that there will be a lot of camouflage. Let me break it down. I heard somewhere that the statement, I don't know, women might know better, that that statement that says all men are the same, okay, was originally made by a Chinese woman who she and her husband, you know, lost themselves in a crowd of a lot of men. Now, imagine trying to find one Chinese man in the midst of 5,000 Chinese men. You know, all of them look like photocopy. Eh? The same flat bumble. (laughs) <laughs> at least when you look at black men, you see, you know, Daniel with his, you know, big round head. You see, uh, where is uh, my name, Enoch? You see Enoch with his own, you just see different people. But Chinese men, all of them are like photocopy. So the woman was looking like this. Look from this side. Husband, this person turned, this person turned. You say, all men are... That's how come that statement came up. So, please, don't use it here. Hmm? But, but in a sense, that's what it means to seek. To seek means to try to find out one distinct amongst many similar. So, the Father sees a lot of people coming to say, I'm this. I will serve you. I go, sir. I worship you. I love you. I pour my love on you like perfume. You know, like house perfume. I break it down. Oh, he's hearing it every day. Lord, I give my life to you. I surrender. I will go to the ends of the earth for you. And God says, okay, let's go to Carol. Say, Lord, I have an appointment. He sees all of that. That's what seeking is. He's trying to find out one that is real amongst many. Tonight, my prayer is that you will be that one. That you and I will be that one in the name of Jesus. 
So how do we break it down to be that one? Important point before we, you know, we move forward. Is that that same passage, that same verse, 23 says, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father, what's the word there? In spirit and... Okay. Do you know the difference the word in makes? Let me help us. Think that statement is saying, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the car. Now, if I'm not in the car, I can be on the car. I can be under the car. I can be around the car. Praise the Lord. If I, I can know about the car, but am I in the car? It says the time is coming when the true worshippers worship where? In the spirit. It means something, sir. You know what it means? It means that you are here and then the spirit surrounds you. Anything less than that is not it. And that's why they're sick. Listen, do you know knowledge? People know. Do you know speaking? People can speak. Stories. People can tell you stories. People can tell you about the revival, the Welsh revival. The German, they will tell you about the reformation. Eh? What Martin Luther, they can finish, you know, the even current revival that is going on. The one that is going on in South America, in Iraq. They can tell you all about But when you finish, are you in? It means you're inside, inside. It makes the difference. Come with me to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. We'll read just two verses. We know the, you know, the, what it captures. 16 and 25. 16 says, Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill what? The lust of the flesh. Look at 25. 25 says what? If we live in the spirit, what? Let us so what? Now, I want you to ask yourself. You know, we read the Bible. Let's be asking the Holy Spirit question. If I live in the Spirit, praise God. They say, let me walk in the Spirit. If I'm living in the Spirit, shouldn't it be automatic? Go back to 16. 16 says what? I said and do what? He was talking to Christians. Walk in there. In means you're inside. Have you heard themselves somebody? He said this thing has entered him. Eh? He has entered him. That's what the Bible is saying. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying. I live in the Spirit. What does it take to live? What does it take to live? Why are you alive today? Eh? Birth, birth, birth. When you're born, you live. How often, how many times do they give birth to you? To live, you're born once. How many steps have you taken since you were born? You're calculating. They say one. <laughs> to live is one act. The act of the Holy Spirit upon you, whosoever shall confess Jesus Christ as the Son of God and believe in his heart that God raised him from the dead shall be what? Saved. But by grace are we saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should. Birth, birth makes you to live. Praise the Lord. But after you start living, Tarzan, is it Tarzan, Abby? Was born a human being. How did he live? Like monkey. How did he walk? He was born a human being, but walked like monkey. Birth does not automatically imply the way you walk, sir. If we live in the spirit, let us do what? Also walk. It means you can live in the spirit and not walk in the spirit. 
And that's what makes the deception higher. Because you can be sure you are living in the spirit. Let me give you another illustration. You can live in Nigeria and not work like Nigerians. Work implies a daily step-by-step correspondence. That's why many people miss spiritual growth. They don't do the work and know that they didn't say run in the spirit. No, they say walk. You know why they say walk? Because when babies are born, they don't know how to walk. But little by little, Abby, little by little, they will stagger. Abby, they will cross, right to talk. After some time, those babies, when last did you crawl? After some time, it becomes what? Past. You even now can run. That's the way it is spiritually. When we live in the spirit, since you're born again, you must walk in the spirit. It's a daily choice. You can't say I walked yesterday, today I'm going to fly. Or today I will, I will slide like, uh, like what? Every day you have to walk. That's what spiritual things are. That's what God is saying. When we sang daily as I live and often as I breathe, he said every day we walk. Yesterday cannot sustain for today. I got born. Ah, the anointing that was on me, eh? Ah, in those days, when I was in, uh, what's that campus people always harass us with? NCCF. Uh, ah, in my days of NCCF. Rural rugged evangelism. Which one? Rural, wait, are you doing the modern one now? Ah, those days. Hey. In the night, when we've counted the number of souls we won, if they are not enough, we'll jump out in the middle of, what did you do tonight? What did you do last night? Do you understand? He said, if we live in the spirit, let us what? Let us walk. Let us walk. Step by step. The Bible said, as many as are led of the spirit, these are, or they are what? As many as are led. The word led implies what? Continuous, continuous. Many are born into the spirit, but many are walking after. That's why the Bible says, walking after. It refers to some people walking after the flesh. What does it mean? Our time is going. Let me try and help us. From the moment God called Abraham, get out of your country, out of your father's land to a land I'll show you, I'll bless you. You know, I'll bless those that bless you and it shall be a blessing today. You know, and through you, you know, in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. From that moment, Abraham came out. He started walking. He started living in the spirit. Okay? And God said, to a land I will do what? So he was now born again in a sense. He believed God and started following God. And God made a promise to him. You're going to bring forth a child, you know, God made a promise. He received the promise. After nine years, Sarah came and said to Abraham, Abraham, we are in the spiritual, but we have to apply wisdom. They talked about it. They have already left Sarah. They're already born again. Abby, God is for them. And Sarah said, you are Abraham. Any child that is, you know, had in this house, under our cover, is ours automatically. Praise God. So let me bring my maid, Hagar. You go into her, and we will have a child. Praise the Lord. So God's word will be what? Fulfilled. And they brought Hagar. Abraham, I don't know, let me say reluctantly. Are you a man? Why are you saying, uh, <laughs> whatever, 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 however, whether he was, you know, 
trying, trying to go that direction before. We don't know, but anyway, he went in and why? Ishmael dropped. Now, what has happened here is this. A man living in the spirit had walked in the flesh and brought out half-caste. Now, let me tell you what half-caste is. When the people in the flesh bring out children, the works of the flesh, they are easily destroyed. But half-caste, God can't destroy them. That's why we have Boko Haram. That's why we have ISIS. They are half-caste. They are a mixture of spirit and flesh. God cannot shut his eyes on them. That's why he had to bless Ishmael. Even though it was contrary to his purpose. Every time spiritual people try to take the ways and the means of the world, they produce half-caste. Half-caste are more dangerous to God's agenda than ever. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, says, I will build my church and the gates of hell. Hell cannot stop his church. But half-caste, as uh, Paul speaking, says, as the child of the flesh mocked Isaac. So it is. It's the work that is produced with the purposes of God, with the anointing of God, with the knowledge of God, but not in his ways. It counters. It becomes a problem for God. He can't deny himself. He looks at Ishmael. There's Abraham there, and Abraham is his own. Haven't you wondered why God didn't just banish Ishmael? He can't. He can't. We live in the spirit. He said, please let us walk also in the spirit. Moses was living in the spirit. God was walking with him. And God says to Moses, now, this time around, you're not going to strike the rock. Go and speak to the rock in the presence of the people of Israel. Let them begin to understand that this rock is not a physical rock. It's a person. The Bible says the rock that followed them, which was what? Christ. He said, go and demonstrate it. Let them ponder and then I'll bring the revelation. But Moses went there. Why? It was not enough. Why? The water still came out because he was living in the spirit. But he did not do it the way God said to do it. Water came out. But God said to him, Moses, this one, I can't handle it. You're going to die. And Moses, the great intercessor, was pleading with the Lord. Oh Lord, the Lord warned him. You can read your Bible. The Lord said, I don't want, don't annoy me. People of God, they are spiritual principles. And remember, his work, which one is easier, speaking to the rock or striking the rock? speaking but you see if we don't understand some of these basics it creates problems for us many of us are going fighting things now struggling with things which are creations of working in the flesh trying to bring about a promise of the spirit and that's why jesus said the father is seeking those who worship her now he says the father is seeking true worshipers who will worship so true worshipers can also worship in the flesh I seen it. The time comes and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit. The temptation to go to the flesh is always there. You're in the choir. They're singing two special numbers. Sister So comes and finishes that. Why do we always use choir? Please, I'm very sorry. It's maybe it's bad belly because I'm not in the choir. You know, Sister So for the first special number comes and finishes her singing. You know, and people are just excited, clapping. And maybe her own song. Has Tiba Tiba reading that move people. Your own song is, um, uh, which song now? Drumming era. You look at the way the people are shouting after the first special number, it's your turn. 
Draw me nearer. Draw me. <laughs> no be me go come blast. <laughs> and you finish and they truly clap. They say they've not, you know, they didn't know that song had that dimension. So you brought a new, <laughs> you brought a new dimension. Meanwhile, he was not inspired. He was not inspired. He had pleased the crowd. He had produced another Ishmael. And people will go on and copy it. Please, let's be careful with some of the songs we copy. So Salam anointing. What's the meaning of that? You know, Lord anoint. You can't be telling God. I mean, there's respect now. When someone sing, um, uh, how does this? Let the anointing fall on us. Then you just say, you know, tosa. Tosa means just sprinkle it. Do they sprinkle it? What we're saying is this: is a very tough theme that this Freedom Fellowship has brought to us. True worshippers in spirit. It's walk, walk. But the consoling side, brethren, is that it's doable because it's walk. You know what it means to walk? I asked the Spirit to explain it to me. He said it's walk because for you to walk, you don't raise two legs at the same time. So you're not even sure, but, you know, this leg is still on the ground. Who can do that? And then you put the other one. And it will say, ah, this thing works. It means something God is saying to you. Don't think about the long range. Obey one today. Obey one tomorrow. As you go after some time, you will look back. You see that for eight years, for 15 years, that this thing is no longer a big deal to you. Obey. Simple. Obey. To simply understand worship is obedience. Is obedience. A step at a time. Not big things. Brethren, spiritual things are not spooky. Spiritual doesn't mean spooky. It's God that created us. He can't speak to us a language we can't comprehend or we can't follow. Read the Beatitudes. There is no place there that it says, blessed are those who can fly. Does it say that? Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the point spirit. Is that difficult? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Let me even close. Let me force myself to close. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Let me help you. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall do what? Make you free. Now look at this. Every Christian, each time you go to read the Bible... Each time you come to church, each time you come for faith, you will know something. Praise the Lord. Something will be revealed to you. Now, what is important is, as it's revealed to you, you shrug your shoulders. Who are you talking to? I'm not talking about preacher, even from the Bible. I can't remember what I was reading recently. And I had to close my Bible, you know, well, my computer, and start praying. I can't. This is the reaction. You know the truth. Immediately implies that word. This truth, I must conform to it. That's it. That's working. You come to church and they say, but they say something concerning your wife or your husband or your neighbor or something. Wives, you must submit to your husband. You just shake it off. Until you know my husband. What you have done then is that you have refused to walk. Because you hear that. He said, so I'm supposed to submit to this man. God, do what? Help me. That's Christianity. When the Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, it's not only the day you got born again. It's every day of the journey. You read the Bible that says, whosoever looks at a woman to lust after has committed adultery, he says you must be joking. When you see what women are wearing these days, you know that that thing can't work. You see, you have known the truth, but you don't want to be free. 
for those of us, just for somebody who may be here, um, um, I think it was, uh, what's his name again? I can't remember the preacher's name. Who had a lot of problems with pornography and lost. And he said he got to a stage where he stopped watching pornography. But God convicted him and said, this thing you've done now is not your deliverance. You haven't come out. Because you see, you still wish, you're struggling with it. Until he now went to God and started praying. And God made him to take the scripture, which said, treat all young women as sisters and the older women as mothers. Unless your madness has gone to Canadian and American level, you will not look at your sister and say, a baby too fine. When you look at her, she says, I say, I beg him, come on for it. Or you love her, isn't it? Because she's your sister. Now, deliverances, you accept first, you ask for help. Help comes. Help comes. So the preacher says, now, no matter how beautiful or attractive a lady is, he says, oh, sister, is my sister. You can lust after your sister. Simple. That's how it works. But you see, if you start defending it, you start fighting it. For those who are struggling with proportionate offerings, let me use that. God said to tell you, do you want me to reduce your income so that your offering that you're currently giving will match what is proportionate? God, how can I, how can I bring two million to you? Two million. Do you know what two million is? God said, let me help you. Let me reduce your income so that you will only be bringing 20,000. And that time you won't say, God, how can I bring 20,000? It will be small enough for you to bring. You see, if you want help, it will be given. Let's bow our heads. I want us to tell the Father, omnipotent one, omnipresent one, omniscient one, you are seeking, here I am. Here I am. Tell him, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. You are seeking, here I am. Lord, I am here. And thank God the Bible says it's not by power. It's not by might. Lord, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. The songwriter says, whilst on orders thou, you have found a few. Lord, I want to be in the number. I want to be called a worshiper. I want to be found a true worshiper. I want to be found one that worships in spirit and in truth. Lord, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. He said, those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling. He said, if I draw near to you, you draw near to me. Lord, I'm drawing near to you. Please do not pass me by. I know I'm not, but you can make me, make me, make me what you're looking for. I want you to talk to the Lord sincerely. I want you to express your heart to him. Tell him, Lord, I want to be in the number. Of true worshippers. Of true worshippers. Of true worshippers. I want to be your friend. I don't want to produce half caste. I don't want to produce Ishmael's. I don't want, I don't, I, I, Lord, Lord, you have brought me into this relationship. I, I don't, I don't want to walk in the flesh. I'm already born into your family. I want to walk in the likeness of my Lord and Savior Jesus. I want to walk in the fullness of your spirit. Lord, here I am. I want you to ask the Lord. And brother, sister, I can assure you. He hears. 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 As you're asking now, something is happening. Something is happening. Something is happening. As you're asking, something is happening. Something is happening. What is happening? Someone is wondering. Power is coming. Power is coming. He says as many as received him. He gave them power. 
For every righteous desire, heaven has power to back it. Tonight, the anointing of God is coming upon you. To become what you desire in the house of God. To become what you desire in the hands of God. Power to be a true worshiper. Power to be a representative of the kingdom. Power to work in the fullness of the spirit. Having been born of the spirit, you walk in the spirit. You grow into the image, into the likeness of Jesus Christ as Savior. You will not look like another. You were born of God. You were born of the word of God. Power is coming to you. That's what you're leaving church tonight with, sir. Brother, that's what you're leaving church tonight. Sister, you're leaving church with power. With the ability to obey God. That's what power is. The ability to become his witnesses. You will know that something has happened. The attractions of Satan. The pull of the enemy. The opposition of the enemy. The resistance is broken off of somebody tonight. In response to your desire. It said, blessed are those who hunger. For they shall be filled. There is a feeling coming. There is a feeling. Commensurate with desire. Giving you power to be a witness. The Bible says Daniel purposed in his heart. Daniel cannot do it. He says not by power, not by mind, but by my spirit. But as he purposed in his heart, the power of God. The Bible says God granted him favor. As you desire, the power of God is backing you up. That's what he said to tell you. And you become a wonder. You become a witness. You become an answer. And finally, let us pray. The other side. What I also learned on Sunday. What was retreated on Sunday. It says, God does not hear sinners. But if any man be a worshiper. I want you to pray. Lord, I give my life to you. Use me. Walk on usual signs. Walk on usual wonders. Miraculous wonders. Financial wonders. In my home, in my office. Let people marvel at me. By reason of what you begin to do. He said, if any man be a worshiper, him God hears. Tonight you have cried to the Lord to be a true worshiper. You will not be ordinary. You will not be ordinary. Heaven will find you a partner. Heaven will find your brain for expression. Your mouth for expression. Your office as an expression. Your current circumstance as an expression. He will use you to, as I say, you shall be witnesses to me. Daniel was a witness to him. Joseph was a witness to him. Tonight I want you to believe God. That's what he said to tell you. He said, pray for them that power will come upon them. And they become witnesses. They become witnesses. They become witnesses. They become witnesses. Power to win. Power to overcome. Power to trump the works of the enemy. Power to excel over the world and its its tricks. Power. Father, we thank you. For a breed of true worshippers. Worshipping in spirit and in truth. Being strong in the spirit. The Bible talks about the man Jesus. He said he grew and became strong in the spirit. Strength in the spirit. Mattering. Your words not falling to the ground. It is possible sir. (laughs) It is possible. Secret things being revealed to you. Father we thank you. Let's begin to thank the Lord for you are not going from here the same way you came. Something has happened. Something has taken place. Let's appreciate the Lord for answer. Let's thank the Lord for answer. For changing us. For changing us. For changing us. Let's thank him for change. Let's thank him for change. Thank him for power that's come upon us. We're not living here the same way we came. We're not living here the same way. From now on, real and authentic, genuine, 
correct, accurate, proper, dedicated, constant, loyal worship is going to flow from us. And we'll keep in step with the Spirit. Having been born of the Spirit, we'll keep in step with the Spirit. No deceptions, no falling off. Father, we bless you. Our God, we exalt you. We magnify your name. We give you praise. We give you praise. Just appreciate the Lord. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Lord, we bless you. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.